Welcome to the Chi-Town Pucks Podcast, a podcast by hockey guys for hockey guys. My name is Kevin. I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. What's going on tonight? Super excited to be here. Uh, it's been a little bit, I feel like, and we have quite a bit of content for you guys. We're going to talk Hawks. We're going to talk Hockey's Me Too movement. We're going to talk hot and cold teams. We're going to talk 50 and 50 for Pasternak. We have a ton. We're super excited, and we're happy to give you guys some content to start off your your rough first long week back. <laughs> Absolutely. Long drive in. No one wants to be there at work. So I, I have us. I have the shakes. That's my Sunday scaries. There, I have the shakes right now. I can't even <laughs> tell you. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm guessing there's a lot of people that feel the same way, which is not healthy. No, but no. Let, let's talk about what isn't healthy, and that's the Chicago Blackhawks. Yes. So, uh, first question right off the bat. Um, I think we all feel really shitty right now, um, which seems fair. Are we are we going to be in an overreaction stage immediately right now, or should we feel that shitty? At this point, I think we should feel that shitty, and we're going. That's how a lot of people would feel after two dismal losses like that, and a lot of people are trying to point the finger somewhere. But the stat I pulled earlier today, we lead the league in shots against per game at 36. That's not like, oh, we just we're down our dumps. That is just sound proof that we are sh- putting a shitty team, at least defensive efforts, towards our own net. It's it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, I mean, I I want to feel like we're overreacting. I want that so bad. But what we saw in that second game in Colorado in the home and home is, is everything that was bad about the Hawks at the beginning of this season mashed into a 12 minute span. It was so painful. They looked so defeated. There was no motivation. I, I got to see it live. And yeah. It was horrible. Man. How, how that's how that feel? <laughs> Dude, that Shaw goal started. I was like, okay, here we go. Like, bounce back game. Let's let's give it on a stride. And then every two minutes, you just watch a puck game pulled out from the back of our net. It was the most defeating feeling I've ever felt in my life. That was the worst Hawks game, I, Hawks game I've ever been to in my entire life. Honestly. Away, home, anywhere. That was defeating through and through. Yeah. Yeah, so if, Dude, if you guys didn't see the game... um. I'm not going to do a recap here, but just a little context. Lost 7-3 to three to the Colorado Avalanche last night in Colorado. It sounds bad to hear 7-3, seven and three, seven to three, but when you saw the way it happened, basically between the end of the first till like the six-minute mark in the second, it, it was like every shot taken against the Hawks, it was going in the net. It didn't matter. And the the goaltending was left out high and dry. Look, I would say the first game against the Avs, there's a couple stops Crow should have had. They kind of just touched like part of his jersey in the net. And there's a couple yeah. times where he's left high and dry. The Avs game was like a two on one every fucking time. It was it. He was there's nothing he could do, nothing Leonard could do to start off with. They were getting burned, and it was yeah. Leonard was pissed off, and he wasn't pissed off. Yeah, he's a little bit pissed off about himself, but he was also pissed off about what he was given in front of him, too. It was not great to see, and no Keith showed just how bad this team could be without Keith in the lineup. It shows how much he still matters. So I think that's one of the big storylines, and what I think I want to touch on here is, do you think 
How much of that do you think it has to do with not having him specifically on the ice? And how much do you think it has to do with just the way that messes with your depth and pushes everything kind of up a little bit? What do you think plays a bigger... I, well, Dude, he plays so many minutes and so he has so many crucial matchups, so many crucial like special teams minutes. I do not hate... I hated Kuku last year. This year, I'm actually a Kuku guy. Sure. But, dude, I... It's hard not to say that that had everything to do with it because our defense was in shambles. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to... Uh, somebody needed to go and hug Leonard. <laughs> uh, dude, and... Okay, stat... Like, just just point-wise, standing-wise, we're now second in the last... In the West and fifth last in the league. We we're no longer that team that's like like four games behind everyone, you know, like oh they they have games to play, don't worry about it, dude. The, we're getting a crunch time here. We might be a couple points, ten points out of the playoffs here before before Christmas. Yeah, so it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about if you take away that little streak we had, where where things were really good, like really good. Um, that would have been following that Vancouver loss when when a little bit of pressure, well, a lot of pressure got put on Colleton by up above. If you take away that, we are dead last. I mean, there is no doubt about oh, yeah. it. Like, you take away oh, yeah. that streak of six games, um, I couldn't even imagine where we are because look where we are right now with those games. So, so what's got to give? I mean, we've got the Blues tomorrow night. We're following a really bad home-and-home against Colorado, which had just followed a pretty good home-and-home against Dallas. So that's where the overreaction thing comes in, which I know we already covered, but what's got to give? I mean, do you if you lose to the Blues, is it panic time? Does it matter how you win or lose? Like, what do you think, Kevin? I told you, man, I was scared of, like, Dallas, a good task, but I was scared of the Avs home-and-home. Because I said, if the Avs offense is going, if they have goaltending, they are a scary team. And that's exactly who we ran into. You have to play the St. Louis Blues, play a rough team. And then guess what? We we get to play the Bruins after that. Awesome. Even better. Yeah. We get a little break at playing New Jersey after that. But, dude, it we could easily be on a, a down spiral before you know it by the end of this week. Yeah. I know. I I mean, there's there is some some light with Kane, which we could touch on. So Kane's now got a 15 game point streak and it just kind of looks like whenever he wants to turn it on, he can, obviously that's not enough to win games for the team. But if you saw his goal last night with a lack of celebration, which I fucking loved, I I mean, he just, he he got the puck and he just, he kind of waited for his chance and just, it, it, it looked effortless. It looked, it looks like he chose to score the effortless goal. Like, should I put it up or shelf? No, I'll just kind of like slide it in there. Dude, I was I was three hundred level at the Pepsi Center in Denver, and I saw it went five hole. It, <laughs> it was, was just, I legit yelled five hole. Like, we were down by a lot of goals, so I had to celebrate something here. Is this the best we've ever seen, Kane? Not stat wise. Is this the okay. best though? Just watching him play. That that's what upsets me the most. We have still solid years left of guys who have been there and done it all back, and we're right now contemplating being the last in the West. It yeah. is so 
so tough to watch. So tough to watch guys play and like they look up at the scoreboard and they have to skate back to the bench and they don't like this shit either. They they generally I, I want them to be happy back at the rink like they were a week ago. Right now they can't. There's no answers. Like I, I even did like a little Hawks talk after the game on the Twitter feed. Dude, it, there was no answers anywhere. No no sides of the puck. Goaltending no. No power play, no special teams. There was no answers, and that's not a confident team to watch. And you could see it through body language. You could see it through play. It's it's tough. It's yeah. real tough. Yeah, so I think it's a good idea to talk about who do we point the finger at. And I know you wanted to do this. So, Kevin, following that loss, who do you point the finger at? On the ice? I'm going to criticize the guy who I know who would criticize himself the most, and I've said that before, is Jonathan Taves. Dude, last five games, crucial games, Tampa Bay, Dallas back-to-back, Colorado back-to-back. He's got three assists. That's it. He needs to do something here. He need, You can't play first-line minutes and just be the guy killing the other ty- other team's top-line center, center group, which he hasn't been doing entirely the last, against the ads at least. Sure. It's, he, he needs to put the puck in the back of the net. When you're getting beat on the goal total clock by Sud, Kubelik, Strom, and Debrinkat, like he's six on a depth chart of top goal goals. He needs to step up. He needs to put on that, that fifth gear right now. We, we need him. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I, I mean, we've talked about it earlier with this team is the people that are stepping up have not been the superstars. Kane has now broken that truth, and he's started to step up clearly, um, and he's been the best player on the team, if not recently one of the best players in the NHL. But none of the other stars have really shined in the way that he has. It's been a lot of other players on the team fighting for spots potentially in the top six, and that's kind of getting them where they need to be, or, or players like Carpenter overperforming. But no, we haven't had tapes. I mean, he's a guy like you just said. Like, we need, we need more than expected. We need more than he typically could do. We need him to rise to the occasion and, and kind of bring and people you know up with he, him. He, you know, he wanted to. He had a moment of brilliance yesterday. He deked through the deked through the blue line, went or literally threw two players, a crazy stick handle, ripped a shot net. But Grubauer was just hot as fuck. Just gloved it like it was. Monday morning, like coffee time, just snack. Okay, cool. He he's, he has moments of brilliance. He's just not putting the puck in the back of that. And we we need more players to do so. There's more problems than just that, but we need our captain to be the captain on the ice and not just off the ice. So you said you said he's the one on the ice that's on the hot seat. That alludes to something else. What is that? <laughs> Carlton gets a lot of hate on the internet. A lot of hate. And you agree? <laughs> I try to refrain myself from that stuff, but, dude, I don't know what to think anymore. I really don't. I hate thinking that way. But I, I, I'm i tired of, oh, we're the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, and majority of the time has been the lowest of lows. He's going to be a great coach at some point in the NHL. Right now... I don't know. Here's what here's what I don't understand. So the line shuffling. Let's let's talk line shuffling. 
Colleton loved to talk about line shuffling while also saying line shuffling doesn't matter and it's not about that. We lost 7-3 to three last night. And, and in that game, there were points that it was really fucking bad. Like, the worst I've potentially ever seen. I turned off the game for anyone listening. I stopped watching after the sixth goal. I couldn't do it. It was, it wasn't fun. It wasn't, there was nothing good about it. He didn't play, he didn't change the lines up last night, you guys. So I, that's the kind of stuff that I don't understand. He stuck to his four lines and typically I'd say stick to your guns. But when that's happening, the matchups aren't working. You're getting walked all over. The, the amount of odd man breaks because of our either you want to call it forward check, trap, back check, whatever you want to call it was not working. Is there not a point in that game that you say maybe it's not about just a goalie change and we need to figure something out in the neutral zone and that has to do with the matchups? Like, come on, right? You, at, at some point, you got to give and admit you, you got to change something up. You got to change I something know, up. Man. He. He likes to overthink games. I need to do this. I need to do that. Probably shouldn't have done this. I probably shouldn't have done that. And then when we need him to do things, he chooses to stick to his guns. He, he's doing the wrong things at the wrong times, and it's just mulling over with everyone in Chicago in a, such a negative way. Well, the game we lost 5-2 the two days before, he played six lines. Like, I, I just I don't understand what what makes him want to react and what makes him just decide not to react. I, I can't understand what he's doing at times. I just, I I don't know. I I want to see, I was wondering how the broadcast looked versus in person. In person, the Hawks looked competent enough. They didn't, they didn't have enough offensive time, at least with the puck on their stick to work it around, try to get like a good chance on net. They were doing okay on the shots category, which we've seen some dismal efforts before with that, and especially the first period. It, it was just the odd man, just the, just giving it up for our goalies to just hold, hold the wall and yeah. you can't really do all, everything, you know? So, no. uh, that dude, it, this was a defeating weekend. I was so happy, saving, I was buzzing. Dude, that win after win against the the stars, dude. I felt so good. We needed that. Yeah, we needed a win so badly. Going to this weekend, this is this was my fear. This is my nightmare. <laughs> this is literally my nightmare. I woke up today, and I just it was uh, it was it was hard to wake up knowing what I knew. <laughs> it was people comforting each other on Twitter today, just going like, "Hey guys, I know we saw that, but uh, let's keep let's keep going on." <laughs> We witnessed it, a fucking it, murder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even think the square says it all. I'm I'm surprised it stopped at seven. When I turned it off at six, I fully embraced the idea of checking the score later and seeing ten. Fully embraced it. I thought Dude, about hitting point. I thought about hitting over eleven and a half. And that was almost a good bet. <laughs> like it was just like, well, they're not gonna fucking stop anything. And maybe they'll get a little momentum and Kane will do what he obviously decided to do. Like it was uh, Fuck, I hate it so much. Nothing went right. Nothing. After the like the the six minute mark in the first, nothing went right. So Disaster. what? Is there any? Actually, you just said nothing went right. I, that was going to be my next question, and I'm still going to ask, even though you just said nothing. Did anything go right? Is there anything that you saw last night that you could say, okay, well, at least at least I saw this, and you know, I I don't know, I don't mind this. I, I can see this working. Um, Sod's still finishing. 
Saad's still giving his all. To see he to see his drives the net, he that that made me happy. Saad Saad can continually be the workhorse. Kana continues his streak, but dude, there's so many so many wrong ends of a maze here. Yeah, you know I'm. It's tough, and Shaw's got to pick his shit together, man. He's he he's doing what we thought he would with points, Dude. but he can't keep going the box. I, I, I love the fight against that abs the other night to get the spark going, but he needs to do something here to get, jump in the play. He can't he can't earn PP minutes and really not do anything five on five. I've been off of his bandwagon for three weeks now. I mean, the guy seems to be going in the box at the most inopportune times consistently and i agree that fight i was a big fan that's that's the kind of stuff i want to see from him that's what i want to see um and i don't know that he was even doing that though i guess this is the frustrating part i don't know that he was doing it because the team needed it he actually just seemed legitimately pissed off at this situation at hand so that's kind of frustrating i don't know i want to see him just <laughs> well, fight that was his like, instincts kicking guys. in man dude, um, that that's was uh the debrin cat versus uh sam gerard dude featherweight championship of the world man yeah no Neither i know those guys are like above 510 you're a 59 i know but i i also kind of hate that because i don't want to see debrin cat fighting but here's here's what i kind of yeah. like that i saw last night and and previously i'm really liking carpenter centering debrin cat and kane i I like Carpenter. I've very much enjoyed. I think most of Hawks World has enjoyed him this year. Um, dude, they've looked good. Like I'm looking at their Quirksy too, which uh, kind of lines up with what what I saw and what what I think most of us were seeing. I mean, last night they played nine minutes, roughly ten almost together. Um, Fifteen shot attempts for nine shot attempts against, and then the the previous game they played. Nine minutes flat, basically. Seven shot attempts for three against. Mm. Um, Carpe never does anything egregious. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing right there? He always he's doing the smart play. Yeah, like the no, smart I've, simple play. He's he's been yeah he's been he's bending everything you expected, but then more at times, which has been so, good. He hasn't underperformed one bit compared to what we had anticipated or hoped out of that guy. So I kind of want to talk about injuries just for a hot second because it's. A while to think we just played the avalanche back to get back back games without landis Gog. miko came back yes yeah but yeah he came back <laughs> yeah uh but then um strom how much like sh- missing strom and keith that's does that show how much strom banners in our lineup no I don't think Goldsberg has been a thing. <laughs> no I mean I, I no, like he's not lighting the world on fire with his points but like it does matter when we're looking at our bottom two sure. lines, and yeah, first line's not doing anything inside. But we can one hundred percent say we we feel the Keith pain. Um, I'm not saying Strom is like easily replaceable right now on this team. I don't think though him being on the ice would have made much of a significant difference against that. We, we would have lost five seven. Yeah, four, no four seven. Four, four seven. yeah, maybe. Right. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I think he's a good player right now on the team, and I think he's crucial to have, but. I think there's bigger fucking problems at hand, clearly. And I'm terrified. I am so scared, Kevin. God damn it. I am so scared of tomorrow night's game against the Blues. I'm so scared of watching that game and them just not losing, but just getting 
just See, defeated so badly. What's there's nothing worse than playing scared, but I yeah. dude, I hate I hate watching scared because that's how this last year and a half the, the toll it takes on scared. us fans compared to the players. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> it is. I mean, yeah. The NHL get, should consider I, that. I get to see the liquor store a whole lot more these days, so that's cool. I mean, <laughs> I just, I'm really scared, man. And I'm also scared because if we go in there and just, if we just don't have a pep in our step, like, I, I'm just going to feel like. But I don't want to be teased. I could easily see them going up by two goals in the first and then, like, maybe squeaking out a goal, but end up being 4-3 with, like, a minute left. And I, I don't want to be teased. I want to see a good team. I don't want to see a good team effort. I want to see a good win. I'm afraid of being teased a game here, a game there and be like believing. I'm tired of like being teased into believing. I've been a Bears fan for far too long to understand teases and they are the biggest teases on the planet and I don't want that happening to the Blackhawks. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, if they go out there and, and play a good game, that's what I care, I guess, more about. Like we've We've seen some games earlier in the season where like things were bad, but like I, I remember specifically the Vegas game pretty early on when things didn't feel good. They lost, I believe, 2-1. But I remember coming out of that game thinking, okay, if we play like that, we're a playoff team. Like, we will. It's, if you play yeah. like that every game, you will come out on top in enough games to make playoffs. So I I just want to see that. That's all I want to fucking see. I don't need a win every time. I just don't mm-hmm. want a 7-3 to loss in that fashion. <laughs> like, 12, goals, 12 goals against in two games is unspeakable the, yeah. the season is meant to be real coaster it's meant to have ups and downs but that's too far down just don't be so they they looked pathetic man i'd be embarrassed if that was like a national televised game like i would be embarrassed knowing everyone just saw that because we don't even look competitive at times in that game it was just i did no idea what to think there with the uh five on three then four minute power play and then literally as soon as the power play ended, just puck in the back of the net because yeah. we gave a two on one, of yeah. course. And it's just the, what are you gonna do? Yeah. That that's the last thing I wanted to see, and that's exactly what I saw. I got to see it live, which was even better because I got to get booed at in my face. So that's even that's keeps you humble. I don't, yeah, keeps me humble. There's there's the spin zone for you guys, so we're not just like every other reporter being negative. We all feel pretty humbled right now, right? Just keep that in mind. It's good to be humbled. <laughs> Any other hot topics around the Blackhawks that you want to talk about? We'll, we'll get to them. Yeah. We'll get to them. Yeah, yeah we I will. I think there's some stuff going on with across the league right now that kind of needs to be chatted about. And the Hawks are somewhat in the scuffle, so we'll get to it. Yeah, so let's use that as the segue. That's perfect. So so what we're going to talk a little bit of NHL right now. The first topic about the NHL that we want to talk about, look, not to follow up some negative talk with something that's not so positive, but I think it's important that we talk about it. So obviously, um, we're all familiar with what happened to Babcock. Um, he was he was fired, and then after that, some allegations came out about the way he might have handled some things, specifically situation with Marner. Um, we've talked about that previously. Based on that, obviously more has come, um, and you can kind of trigger this at, or call this you know a bunch of player allegations about coaches abuse or abuse of power or mistreatment mistreatment um and it's it's really taking the media by storm of you know what is hockey culture and and i want to say one thing before we talk about the details it is unfortunate because i fear that 
maybe we're already at the point that people are going to start to think this is what hockey culture is. And I want to be very clear that like, that is not the case. I don't want this to become a thing where there's some bad apples and now everything's bad in the NHL. However, there are some really bad apples. And, and I am happy that players are feeling a little bit more empowered to come out and, and speak about some situations that have happened. Well, first of all, I hope this stays within hockey. I don't need someone who just heard about this subject on Twitter and the news to just jump out and have a reaction about it. Sure. If it's a hockey problem, I hope it's solved by hockey. Yeah. We, me and you, we're no moral high, high thinking people of like what we think is right or just or whatever. But so that being said, I'm curious on what you have. What do you have to say about all this? Yeah. So I think it's, it's easy to just take this whole subject and say, you know, this is cancel culture, you know, the classic, like, oh, somebody did one bad thing, cancel that person, fuck them, they're done. And I think it's easy to say that, but I think that that'd be a disgrace because there's a lot of bad things coming out. So specifically the first quick one, Bill Peters, um, he was recently fired two days ago. Um, he kind of, the whole thing came out because he was tied to Babcock. So it triggered the story. Uh, Akeem Alou, who was a player on his team in the AHL about a decade ago, um, he was uh, a young black guy on the team. He was on pace to score, I believe, 30 goals that season. He kind of controlled the radio for the team in the locker room. And uh, Peters started saying some racist things, kind of would come in the locker room say, uh, I don't want to hear that N-word music, and, and be very aggressive about it. When confronted about it, he repeated that quote, stood, stood by it, clearly just didn't understand that that's not acceptable, which is beyond me. Um, and this has been corroborated by a few players, uh, and there is an investigation happening. I know he already got fired, but there's still one happening. So that's one story that came out, and now you've got a bunch of others like that, that have come out about like um, you know kicking or um, being aggressive, things like that. So here's here's the... Here's how I think we should put it. Like, what Peters did is not okay. <laughs> what he did is horrible. He should be fired for that. He should be canceled for that. Cancel that motherfucker. <laughs> um, what he did is so much worse than what Babcock did. What Babcock did, I don't think it'd be crazy if Babcock got another, another job. Babcock made some bad coaching decisions, and maybe there will be more that come out that will go against what I just said. But based on what I know, yeah, the thing you did with murder bad decision <laughs> like he admitted it he should have been smarter than that and he shouldn't have to make that call after but there's a difference between what he did and what peters did it's very important that that a coach doesn't start to um Play, players still had a respect enough to text text bad pop badcock after he got fired yeah let go to like say hey, best wishes to your thing like it's they different. may have not enjoyed playing under him but they you could tell they like still respected what he is to hockey i guess so yeah and and you've got you've you've just got these stories coming out of like these coaches like full-blown kind of manipulating their players and that's a little bit of what babcock was doing that's where i get really um like emotionally involved like that that stuff there's no place for that in hockey i want a coach to be aggressive when needed and i want him to be pushing his players to be the best that they can be to a point that his players at times will hate him like that is okay. That is that is 
sports and competitive culture. Like there are different styles of coaching and I don't, I'm not saying that's the only way, but there are coaches Again. that find, yes, thank you. Again, there are coaches yeah, that find a fucking way, especially <laughs> back then by not getting along with their players. And you got the assistant coach that gets along with players, whatever. Um, but if you're manipulating your players, if you're being very like disrespectful on a personal level, not a, not a competitive hockey level, that's, there's no place for that. You're a bad person. You're not a bad coach. You're a bad person. And that's the stuff that I'm very passionate about. Get rid of those guys. Um, I just am a little bit scared that we're going to go a little too soft. I, like, I fear the whole thing of being like, oh, he made a bad coaching decision and benched a player because of something. And because of that, I don't know. I'm just scared it's going to go too far. Too, is that too fair? Too far, too soft. I no, yeah, like, no. I, I'm afraid. I'm afraid it will go too far. Of coaches needing to, people do need to be held accountable at certain, at, sure. at some level. But at the same time, I don't want it to go far enough to. I mean, the coach didn't get uh, go like gel well together. There's probably deeper stuff than that. And that was like eight years ago, fifteen years ago. I, I, I there has to be at some point a move on date. And there's some things that probably need to be spoken out about that we don't know yet but there's probably a lot of things that like don't need to be as well right who knows yeah i mean um just get rid of the manipulating man be a good coach be a good human being and and back your players up be there for your players emotionally on the ice when they make a mistake yes let them know they made a mistake yell at them i don't care challenge them challenge them don't but be in a racist. Good way. <laughs> Don't go the yeah. personal route. Yeah. Don't hurt your players. Don't fuck with it your players' easy. mind when they're 20 years old trying and, to figure out their way to the league. Don't fuck with that's them. That's what Mark Crawford's in trouble with right yeah. now. Of like, oh, who, what did he do? Because we everyone's heard stories of Mark Crawford doing mental mental tests against people. Yes. And that was just the way he did shit. And wh- what if he did cross the line once eight years ago? I, I don't know. We're, we're going to find out. But Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, like some of it's going to be silly, but I think it's important just to take a step back and think about, like, these are all just a bunch of human beings doing a job. And, and when you start to mess with someone's mind over that, when they're they're working so hard, and specifically like the minors and the AHL and, and the juniors, when they're working so hard just to make it to the league, when you mm-hmm. start to get in their head and, and do things that that play mind games on these kids that are that are just trying to do the right thing, that's when it gets really dangerous, and, and their jobs are also on the line too, yes. coaching wise. But yeah, I, my fear is that there there's going to be too much of a gray line between a, a hard coach and or a bad person, where people start to blur the line. Like that shouldn't that shouldn't be a line that should be hard to tell. But that's my fears. Well, it's people it's, taking things a little too far on either side. It's hard to side. tell if you're not like a, a competitive sports person. If you are, you know what that line is. You know the coaches that are good at getting getting the most out of you where you where you end up respecting each other but yeah but there is a line that gets crossed and a lot of these stories are coming out about lines that are getting crossed and, um and we'll we're gonna transfer over that to carcilla talk and we me and kyle i think would like to talk to carcilla a whole lot he's definitely represented in chicago stays in chicago and we love the work he did for matador after the fact still doing yeah still doing it yeah He's hoping to have a trial here. He, he said today in a live Twitter feed that he's hoping that trial will, will happen this summer. 
But uh, yeah, he, he's been really a big advocate through this entire process and kind of telling other guys to speak up right now. And he even talked against the Player Association. Player Association is telling people, don't say this on social media, come to us. And he's like, fuck that. Yeah. Say it, go, go right for it. And I don't want to, I don't want to talk too much against Carcelo because I, I would still love to have a conversation with the guy. But he, he's been at war with the NHL, and he's he's not willing to side with the Players Association either. He he kind of he's going full conspiracy theorist, which I understand if you've been put in those positions, if you experience what you experience and what he said today on his live stream, um, he he doesn't think anyone's watching out for the players. He still has friends in the league, but man, he said some stuff today. He he said his biggest fear, which it was kind of cool. He did answer some questions. He said, "What?" Someone asked him, "What's your biggest fear from all this?" Speaking out about everything, he someone said he said that kids will get involved or like be limited. Something about his kids being involved in any of this, which I completely understand as a dad. That's the last thing you want is your name to be dragged through the mud and your kids to pay the price. Um, he also said his, he doesn't want his kids anywhere near a rink, anywhere near hockey at all. And yeah. that's my thing of like, I kind of want him to be part of the positive change. If he doesn't like the way he was treated, he even said it when he was playing minors, if he knew, if his parents knew how he was treated, they would have pulled him, pulled him out of hockey right away and his NHL career would have been ruined. Um, but he's like, yeah, that, that's, I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I was, I Good old Canadian boy, just trying to just trying to get to the, the the show, but he is obviously kind of wants no part in hockey anymore, but is speaking out about hockey and their culture completely. It, it's tough to listen to, but it's tough to like sympathize with him because he wants no part to do with the game ever again. Yeah, I guess I, to provide some more context, so I think a lot of Hawks fans know what what has triggered what he does now, um, because I know you mentioned like conspiracy theory I, I just want to be careful like i just i want to play yes. devil's advocate look I, and that was carcillo, not the best way to put it but yeah. i said it <laughs> carcillo um we all know him as you know i don't want to say dirty player because i never viewed him as a dirty player but people like to think of him as that way he was a he was a feisty player he was aggressive he was gritty um he was all about getting in people's heads and what what changed obviously is um his his very good friend and uh uh you know, a member of the Blackhawks organization back in the day, Steve Monador, 35, was found dead at his home. And over time, it was found that it was due to CTE. So because of that, Carcillo has taken it pretty next level, which I, I can appreciate so much. He's he's founded a foundation called Chapter 5 that's trying mm-hmm. to open up about the NHL and, and their silence Carcillo. around these mental health issues. Crystal opened up about open uh, chapter five as well in the thing. Did he? Okay. Basically, basically saying like he was supposed to have an NDA with them. He said the lawyers didn't have a chance to read it. He still flew out there and then they was met by two lawyers. Basically like he was getting the shaft of we're not going to play by your rules. We're going to do what we, we will want to do. Kind of he was he was strong handed. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's his. That's why I'm saying conspiracy theorists. He, he's kind of going to a lot of theories of people. Basically, the NHL, NHLPA, a lot of people are out, out to get him, let alone don't want him to speak up at all. Well, they're a business, and what he's doing will and, hurt their business. Um, not, absolutely. Yeah. Which, you it's, know, they're missing it reminds me of con- it. it reminds me of Concussion a lot. The movie. Yeah. The movie. So, um, like... And he was talking about Steve for a while, and, like, 
he had like four concussions and like a couple weeks span he'd out seek outside medical advice and he basically said the hawks kind of blackballed him for that didn't even want him around the team didn't do anything which kind of helped hurt him mentally as well he spoke up a lot today yeah it was it was kind of wild and yeah. he dove down a deep rabbit hole of many different subjects yeah and i i don't know if like we're probably getting to a point that's going to start to <laughs> piss off some people and get some people excited but it's it's very frustrating to me like i there are things like i i appreciate what dan carcel is doing a lot um at times do i agree with the way he's doing it no but like that's that's not my place i don't even have a fucking clue what the guy went through and never will i say that i do um but i think the, the one thing that frustrates me so much is, and you'll see it on his Twitter all the time, a lot of people tweet back at him very aggressively of this whole, like, you know, you terrorized the NHL for X amount of years, and now you think you're, like, the moral high ground, all this shit. He's a pretty good sport about it. But look, you yeah. guys, like, getting into the NHL is very difficult. There's a few routes in, and one of those few is to do what he did. There's a point in every potential NHLers career where they have to find that fit. And if you're not good enough at whether it's skating, scoring goals, defending, that's the route in like, that's it. Um, if you've watched the ice guardians documentary, if you haven't, I highly encourage it. They talk a lot about it of like, there is a point that all these players realize like shit, the only chance I'm going to get FaceTime with this organization is if I start dropping the gloves and start giving, you know, protecting some of the stars in the team. So just, take a step back before you react on a guy like that and realize like, I think part of his message is also what he did for so long in the NHL. He wishes he didn't have to do, but he had to do it. Mm. It's just complicated. And I I do personally like his philosophy now of like, yeah, he's like, what, what steps are there now? Like if you, if you messed up, fucking say it and then move on. Like say you messed up and move on. Yeah. yeah, but I, I still want him to be part of the game at some capacity. Not with the league, maybe. Fuck, coach a, coach a team. Just like yeah. a, you know what I mean? Just do something. Be part of it still. I I don't want him to fear hockey anymore, in a sense. I, I want him to be part of the positive change if he does want anything positive to happen with the league. I, I, well, he does, yeah. Or, or the game of hockey for kids, man. He, he Obviously, that's, I think, having kids pretty much changed his entire philosophy of how he wishes youth hockey was. So yeah. Yeah. Um, we definitely got a little off topic there, but basically like, you know, we'll, we'll continue to kind of temperature check this whole trend that's happening right now in the NHL. Um, and we'll see where it goes. I mean, there are definitely some coaches freaking out right now because there are other coaches out there 100% that have done things that are going to come out. What I do want to say, though, is I also think there's at least, you know, 80% of the coaches, if not higher, out there that are wonderful human beings that give a shit about their players and are are not like this. And I think that is what needs to be reminded before all the reporting goes full-blown cancel culture. Because, yes, there are bad apples, but there are a lot of really good coaches out there. I know you mentioned Carcillo also called out how good Q was. There are so many good people out there. And, And that's why growing up, I love sports and why... I want my son to grow up playing sports because some of the coaches I had growing up, you know, changed who I am as a person. And, and it's, and it's important that I just say that before we move on, because I don't want everyone to start thinking, Oh, hockey culture is this horrible thing, you know, and everyone's a bad apple because that just simply is not true. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that's more of my point of, I just hope if there's anything bad to happen, I hope it's solved with the hockey because 
I don't want any outside influence kind of debating on what, what is right, what is wrong. It's There's yeah. going to be great coaches. There's been some bad coaching. It's For sure. Yeah. So we'll see where it goes. Um, obviously, right now, the biggest story is um, Bill Peters. And that one, we can all agree. <laughs> Not cool. Bad guy. <laughs> Need to go. The right thing happened, and, and I'm glad it happened. But, you know, we'll see what continues to happen as we as we track this. Why don't we transition, though, and talk about some of the hot and cold teams in the NHL. Um, do you want to kick that off with uh, with the team, Kevin? I don't let, If anything, yeah, we'll, we'll go on to at least the Canadians right now. We'll start cold. We'll yeah, start real cold. Sure. Eight games now? It's eight. They just lost. Yeah. That's... And they that, lost in an ugly vary. fashion, man. You're up 1-0 yeah. most of the game, and then you give up three rapid-fire goals. It is against the Boston Bruins, but... It's yeah, so, not a fun way to spend your November. I'll say that. So it certainly makes me feel better. Eight straight losses could be worse, right, Kevin, for the Hawks? It could be worse. Yeah. Um, I don't want that to spark an eight-game losing streak now no, for the no, next no. six games. No, but no. I'll knock on some wood. Yep. But, no, yeah, that's that's cold right now. That's real cold. When you, I have no idea how the Habs, they were, what, 10th? They were 10th in scoring goals last year, which is kind of shocking. They're just giving up uh, a yeah. lot of goals, man. Yes, right now they're number two again, or number two besides the the Detroit Red Wings yeah. for uh, most goals against. So yeah, so that, that's that's uh, unexpected. That's I have, very unexpected. I have some coaching adjustments. Don't let in so many goals, <laughs> boys. <laughs> um, but why don't we transition to uh, a hot team? We'll go back and forth here. Um, the Dallas Stars. Nothing new here, but they're still so hot. Sixteen games. Their last sixteen. They're fourteen one and one. And this is following the start of the season where I believe it was one seven and one. It was very close to that, if it not perfect. But they, they lost are lost in a shootout, by the way. They what? They lost in a shootout, by the way. Today? Against yeah, Miko Koivu for his one thousandth game gets his uh gets actually he, he ended it. It was awesome, dude. He's well, is spectacular. They let gotcha. that happen yeah. because they're good people. <laughs> There's good people in hockey, guys. They did God's work, right? <laughs> Either way, fourteen one and two in seventeen. Like this team is so good right now and it feels good to talk about that because the hawks looked good against them i mean ooh. side note oilers just scored buddy just so yeah. everyone knows we got the oilers puck line we did the little reverse puck line so sorry to interrupt but the dallas stars they're hot 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 and i don't see it stopping hot they're hot, hot. give me a bad Until team kevin you're doing the bad teams i'll do the good teams um i really did not plan for this at all um I, I don't know if they've been bad as of late. I'm just gonna say Red Wings again. <laughs> let's just let's just jump down that rabbit hole as we just mentioned them for. They have been the bad. I think they've against. lost. They've been bad since the puck drop this season. They've lost eight um, trade, I believe. So yeah, so Kevin. What, how do you feel about uh, their coach Blatchel? Blatchel. It's Bla- Jeff Blatchel. Yeah. How do you feel about him, man? He has not had a winning record since he started. Yeah, he kind of took uh, over a roster full of fallen pieces and just no one to fill out a roster with, but. How do you feel about him? I don't know enough to say anything. I know that team stinks. He, <laughs> he seems like a super nice guy. Like from what I hear, they kind of love him as a personality. Yeah, um, that doesn't that, matter that, if you lose, though. Yeah, <laughs> he's a nice guy. <laughs> he's a nice guy, but no, yeah, he uh, he really hasn't had any success up here, and they kind of just are willing to extend him all the time. It would be different with having CBY up up in the Detroit area calling the shots now, but. This has got to be one of the worst teams we've seen in a while, right? To start a year. Uh, the Avs were horrendous a couple years back. Ottawa Senators last year. But this is bad. 
So their goal differential for you guys listening. So they're they're a negative 50, 5-0, negative 50 goal differential right now. And if you don't know any context of like how bad that is, the next two worst goal differentials are New Jersey and LA. And when you combine those, it's negative. New Jersey and Ottawa. Ne- no, LA. Oh, LA. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's negative 41. So it's bad. Like they're letting in the most goals. They're, they're not scoring. I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't know much about the coach or anything, but it's hard to think of a That's team. A project. Being, yeah. I don't even know. I, I wouldn't even know where to start because they have some talent on that team and they, you know, they got Fabry and he's, I, yeah, I don't know, man. Dude, Larkin, Stud, Bertuzzi, just a total prick to play against. Dude, they have a lot of holes to fill and they have to figure out their goaltending because they have Jimmy Howard and Bernier. And I mean, I don't know how you stop pucks every night with that team in front of you. Honestly, those are facts. They, they, he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Well, they're going to continue to stink. So next time we do this uh, segment, we'll talk about them again because (laughs) they stink. Uh, Another hot team, the Edmonton Oilers. Um, Obviously, they've been hot since the beginning, which was a little bit of a surprise, but little, little stat here. This is the best start they've had in over 33 years. That's a that's a big deal. That's a long time, Kevin. When when was thirty three years ago? Thirty three minus two thousand nineteen. That's a long time ago. <laughs> eighty something, right? Eighty eighty. It was eighty eighty six. It was like yeah. Eighty eighty six. Somebody get back to us with that answer. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> it there. <laughs> It, it was uh, that would have been since they traded Gretzky. Gretzky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. Damn, man that sucks. <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, yeah, so they're they're good, you know. And we talked about them pretty early on in the in the season, and it was kind of like, will it last? Is this possible? Can they continue to rely on McDavid and Drysaddle? And guess what, yeah. you guys? The answer is yeah. They can they can do that, and it's it's working, and they look good. And keep on betting on them, guys. The reverse puck lines on them are. Very valued. How are they still the underdog for all these games? I do not understand. There's just too much parody in the NHL. They just pick the home team. <laughs> Basically, and like Canucks, the Canucks have been scoring a shit ton at home. That's why I said pick the they, over two. They just lost 5-2 to the Canucks last night. Yeah, so the bet we're making here for them to win by, yeah, it's probably not a good bet, but hey. The Canucks have to, or the Oilers have to win by two or more. Correct. That's the bet we placed. Yes. So, so um, look, like this team is this team is good. Dreisaitl... MVP candidate, McDavid MVP candidate. Basically, they should just share it because, yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Just split the medal right in half for the, the, the trophy. Band saw that bad boy. I'm okay with that. Right? I'm sure Dreisaitl is. I don't know about McDavid. I'm glad that he's finally not in the shadow. Um, yeah. I, maybe he hasn't been in the shadow. That might be overstating it, but I'm he glad. Has. Yeah, I'm glad that, that he's on top and not McDavid because he's a stud. I wish I get to watch them enough. I should probably watch them right now, honestly. You know how Dr- McDavid plays, but I honestly couldn't tell you, like, dry cell tendencies and how he's doing what he's doing, honestly. I really wouldn't. He's fast. He's got good hands. He's smart. Oh, that'll, that'll he plays with McDavid. <laughs> <laughs> and his team is hot, hot, hot. Um, hot. 
I think that sums up hot and cold teams. What do you think? Any others? Yeah, I think that sums up. But I, I want to ask you, who's your early, early cup prediction favorite right now? Mm. Mm. I don't like this because any team that I feel like is a is a is a top contender. Fuck it, roll is a team. It. I Boston. Fuck me, <laughs> <laughs> dude. So Boston looks good. They look really good. They have everything. They have they everything have, they need. They have a yeah. They have a Stanley Cup roster on paper, and they play like a Stanley Cup team. And yep. and there's other teams that have one or it the feels other. Feels like their year. Like I feel like the Oilers play like a Stanley Cup team, but don't have one on paper. You know, the Hawks have both, but they don't know what they're doing. I'm just kidding. They don't have either. But but it, Boston reminds me of Blackhawk teams old. Honestly, and it also Boston has had teams like this before, but they're. That's a I should, very good hockey okay, team. Okay, so a lot of a lot of people, if you made it this far into the podcast, don't know the last eight Stanley Cup uh, Stanley Cup Finals that the Bruins have made. They've only won one of them. They have a crazy losing streak going on. I mean, they did win in twenty uh, the 2011, 2011. but still that for how many decades that that's been going on that that's just nuts. Yeah. And they gotta they gotta win another here. But yeah. no, they, they look so good. I'm gonna say one thing though. Say it. I'm gonna I want, I think the Bruins are gonna win the Stanley Cup. Wait, but... that's your pick too? No, you don't even. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So here's my here's my uh uh caveat. Uh if they play the Leafs in the playoffs, no go. I think this is the year the Leafs finally beat them. No, because Different coach Dude, Kevin, Babcock history lost. repeats itself. And they're it gonna... is. It is. Babcock lost to the Bruins twice, back to back years, in the same way, his same arrogant self, yeah. not playing his best players in the most top moments, crucial moments, and he lost to them back to back years. New coach, new everything. I think this is like the typical, like, okay, how long can the Pens beat beat the Caps in the playoffs? So my caveat is, if the Bruins do play the Leafs in any round, my money's back onto the Caps. So you're picking the Caps. You have to pick a team. You can't put situations out there and be like, well, if this happens, what's your what's your team? I did that. Pick your team. Well, mine was the Bruins, but I'm going to say Washington. <laughs> you should really Washington. plan more. <laughs> Washington? Yeah. God, see, yeah. you know what? They, well, they got everything, man. They, is, same thing. They, it, they have a goalie. They right. have the best defenseman in the league. They have an elite center. They have elite goal scoring, top generational goal scoring in Ovechkin. They have it all. All right, so who's your team in the West then? Because we both picked East, which I'm not surprised by right now. Who's your team in the West then? Fuck the West. <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> pick a team in the West. See, I don't want to pick any team in the West. That's my problem. All right, I'll pick a team in the West. Um, that, that's that's no, my you, problem. I don't, I don't pick any. I, do you think I want to say the St. Louis Blues? Because no, no, please don't. Do you think I want to say the, the Colorado Avalanche? I, they, I could see them doing that, but I don't want to say that. And then I, I really don't like anyone in the Pacific. Like I don't like any other teams other than the Oilers. So, dude, let's go. I'm I'm Oilers. I'm glad you said that. Thanks for the segue. Um, because I'm certainly not going to say. I'm not going to pick a team in the Central because you think I Mike respect- Smith is going to win you a Stanley Cup. No, I don't think he's going to win the Stanley Cup, but I think if I have to pick a team... Who's the other other goalie? I don't know. A guy. It's a guy. (laughs) Thanks, man. No, I think think Edmonton. I I just think they're going to be the classic, like, realistically, they're going to win a round and then blow it. But (laughs) this is just our biased selves not not choosing um, 
if I was unbiased, I would say St. Louis. But I'm biased, so don't cut that. I don't out. Think, cut that I don't out before so. we post it. <laughs> we'll cut it. But um, yeah, I Boston man, they're they're good. And interestingly okay. enough, there's a guy in that team that is trying to do something magical. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Pasternak, man. What's trying he trying to, to do? For the golden 50, 50 and 50. All right. So if you guys don't know about this, scoring 50 goals in 50 games, it's just, it's a thing in hockey that gets talked about. Um, historic, the most historic one was the obvious Gretzky scoring 50 in 39 games, which is just laughable and will never happen again. And he I realistically he like thought four goals in that last game too, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he, he, he was nuts. It makes that, me like, sick to my stomach days, that that was just... possible. Um, I so right now Pasternak is at twenty four goals in twenty six games. So he's not technically on pace, but clearly is possible. Do you think he can do it? Do you think he will do it? Not can. Will he do it, Kevin? Yeah, fuck it. Let's go. Yeah, he'll do it. He'll do it. And if he gets enough PP time, yeah, he'll do it. Dude, he's just going in so naturally for him, too. Like, he makes hockey look simple. I like pasta, too. I love the story of his, like, uh, stick on his tape, too. Do you, do you know the names of the players he would join if he did that? Dude, okay. Do you know the last person to do it? No, who was it? Without looking? I mean, I would guess Gretzky. Well, which is kind of, this uh, it's is kind of, uh, I'm this is kind of romantic Sorry. in a way. First player to ever score 50 goals in a season. In a season? Oh. No. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I know, I know. Just go with me. Okay. First person to score fifty goals in a season, Hall, and then his son Brett Hall was the last person to score fifty goals in fifty games back in ninety one, ninety two. Did he actually Brett Hall? Yeah. Oh yeah, Dude, he was the most recent. He could talk. So, so you joined the list of <laughs> Maurice Richard, Mike Bossy, Wayne Gretzky, who did it three times. One of which happened in 39 games, one in 42 games, this fucking monster. Mario Lemieux, Brett Hall. And then there's some unofficial ones, but because they didn't do it in 50 team games, because they missed games, they're unofficial. But you got uh, Jerry Curry, Alexander Mogilny. Sorry if I botched that. Uh, Lemieux did it again twice, and then Cam Neely did it once. Sheesh. I, all right. So you said, fuck it, let's go. You think he'll do it? Yeah. Yeah, we're we're the dead puck era is dead. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's. let's this is a shot. I I remember a couple of years ago, like 20, 2012, 2011, I think Stamkos and someone else were on pace to maybe do it. I think Ovechkin's I want to see it happen. On pace. I don't know the last time someone's been on pace this far along, and that's probably naive of me saying because I doubt that's true. But I, I mean, the amount of fifty goal seasons for Ovechkin is ridiculous. Yeah. I know. So I, I think he will. I think he's going to do it because it's more fun to say as well. Because you, yeah. you throw in a couple multi-goal games and you're ahead of the curve. You just fucking roll with it. Oh, yeah. Realistically, guys, sorry to tell you he's not going to do it. But <laughs> <laughs> let's go. I would love the NHL to see that happen. Like That, that makes hockey fun. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I agree. I think we should get rid of offsides and then just make hockey yeah. really fun. But Yeah. I want goalies. The butterfly is illegal. You gotta do some standing pad saves. Get rid of offsides. Change the game to four and four to open up the ice. Uh, and then give coaches challenges where they, they throw players, a sock on the ice. Throw the sock on the ice. Yeah, because that'll speed up the game. <laughs> <laughs> but the game doesn't stop while they review. Yeah. And this will help Pasternak. This is all in an attempt to get fifty and fifty. <laughs> Fucking Vancouver just scored. 
Ah, oh, shit. Bosner got hit in the face after he scored, and he's acting Dude, like a we, little we, baby. We need this one. Cancel him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so last NHL topic we want to talk quickly about Taylor Hall. So, um, Taylor Hall, there's been rumors flying for a little bit this season, most of actually, um, about him being on the, you know, on his way out of the New Jersey Devils. It's come out that the Devils are in a phase of basically, I guess the best way to put it is, is they're listening. So they're not necessarily actively looking for deals, but if somebody comes to them, their, their, their ears are open. Um, what do you think, Kevin? What are your thoughts on this whole thing? I think I stated a couple weeks ago, they were in like a four-game away trip, and their agent would talk to the GM and try to figure it out. But, yeah, I, I think it's a no-brainer if he will get traded. I just don't know where. I know. I have no it's, idea where. Maybe not where, but also when. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to happen before the trade deadline because New Jersey's out of it. And, his, dude, his cap is not bad. It's 6 AV. Six mil, and then end of this year, and then next year it's just six mil again, and then he's a unrestricted free agent. So, so it's you, gonna you'll get him go up. No, it's it's just six mil. No, but following when that ends, like to get him to stay, it's got to go up, right? Oh yeah, to sign him as a yeah to to like what's it gonna go his to? Contract. That's yeah. Handy. But I guess you get him for two years at six. Yes, that's a good a year and a half. Yeah, for it, it's what pieces. Or what potential future pieces are you are you with okay with giving up and yeah there's tons of teams that can make easily make that move and be okay in the cap situation or at least move a piece to be okay but that's interesting he, I didn't know he was that low on yeah on the cap and the top the top pe- like top clubs everyone's talking about Abs Habs Flames maybe even Islanders and Pens are people talking about I don't I don't know about that but yeah. Dude, the Avs, they, they could easily do that. Easily. Yeah, do you think he's still one of the best right-wingers in the NHL? Dude, top top five. Easily. Yeah, I think sometimes you could argue top three. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oilers scored. <laughs> Let's go. Let's Back go. Ahead. Mark Strom's having a little fit now, too. <laughs> These Canucks are really babies. <laughs> and so are their fans. Come at me, bro. <laughs> yeah. Let's riot together. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm excited to kind of see where this goes because once you start listening, we all know how that goes. It's it's like once you say like, oh, I'm I'm saving up for for buying something, and then you buy it before you have the money. Like it's dude, you gotta sell him on the team, and I don't think this team's going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, too bad, dude. He's getting paid a lot of money to do jack shit. Yeah, I he's over jack shit. He's He's been overrated for a long time. He's got like five points this year or something like that. Five assists. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, no, he's that's why Nashville got rid of him. They didn't want to be paying that contract for whatever. Awesome dude off the ice. He's kind of an asshole in play, but he's making a lot of money for not doing a whole lot. Uh, But yeah, no, he. I think uh, Taylor Hall is getting traded this year for certain. Yeah, I just don't know who. No, I think you're right. When, but will happen. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see where it goes. Definitely. The Blackhawks. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll see <laughs> okay. when that happens. I, back, back to the Hawks real quick. Yeah, let's close it out with the Hawks. Go for it, Kevin. Yeah, no, I, dude, we had such a negative. That was that first, like, 30, 20 minutes of this was just us bashing and being defeated as Hawks fans. Then going into some real negative talk around the league. Let's, let's, let's look towards more of the future. Sure. What do you think Strom signs at? I 
I think it's way too early right now to say. I think I think it's so up in the air right now, and that might be a cop-out of an answer, but I have no clue where this season's going to go, and that is going to determine everything for him. And then follow-up question is... <laughs> follow-up question, do, my lack of answer. Yeah, right? Okay, exactly. This is Crow's last last year in Hawks sweater, isn't it? On the Hawks? Yeah. I don't want it to be. I would love for him to sign like a, a one year, two. I think it's more complicated than just saying contract. that. I think it's more complicated. Uh, I don't know that Crawford can be a, a high quality standalone starter anymore. So it'd be like 37. And, and, he's and I think issues. Leonard has been the better goalie. And I think we can all agree on that. Crawford's been hot until last night. He was like four and one with some really good numbers, but Dude, I don't know. I think what the Hawks are doing with Leonard and Crawford can be really interesting to see based on cap and signing and and where those two want to be in their in their career. I think it could be something that actually could change the way NHL teams look at goaltending uniquely. Um rather than I just think $10 there's million dollars on Bob, yeah. ten million dollars between two, but stud, that's, two so starters. That's the caveat is can that continue? Or is one of them gonna, you know, You've got two guys that have to be games, so. that yeah they and it's two guys that have to be okay with the fact that it's up and down and you don't really own your own goal and like it's complicated I don't know if that's possible to continue um, it's right now happening because of the way the season started and the way it kind of like we transitioned into this season of like Crawford's our starter but maybe not I, th- I but, think Crow is that good of a guy and I think Leonard is that good of a leader to make that symbi- symbiotic net work yeah but at the end of the day you got to be a little bit selfish it's your career you it's your it. job so I don't know career your job you yeah, I don't know but but that's a good question we'll see dude and that's that's my end of tales of I don't know what cap situation we're going to be in yeah come this summer yeah of who we signed who can we re-sign I don't know what the makeup of this team is going to look like in six months, man. Let's just see what we look like tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> let's just see That's that. That's the best way to put it. No, let's just, really is. Let's just do that first. Oh, man. All right, guys. Sorry for all the oof, heavy, 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 heavy. Um, It's post-Thanksgiving depression. I've, We've all been there. I don't want to go to work. Kyle doesn't want to go I'm to work. I'm so depressed. I'm going to wake up don't, and cry a little bit in the shower. We, we, we look forward to two things each day, and that's – the Hawks, and I, that's pretty much all for me. <laughs> but, uh, good burrito uh, once in a while. Yeah, good burrito. But that not going anyone's way is real bad to wake up to. But. Yeah. So, guys, I mean, we have a lot in here that we talked about that I think we'll want to keep up on. Um, that includes, obviously, what's going to happen tomorrow night for the Hawks. Um, is Colleton back on the hot seat type of talk? We have all these player allegations coming out. Where is that going to go? Are there any other people that are going to be caught up in this? Um We've got Pasternak, 50-50. and 50. Is that going to happen? So we're excited to kind of jump back even in a week and see because some of these things in just a week will have a lot of movement. So we'll keep we'll keep coming back and, and following up on some of these really quickly. But I uh, really appreciate the listen. Uh, we love you guys. That's basically how, how I feel. Absolutely. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Good, good luck tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat>